Well, our moms think we're funny. Uh, see, we had a couple others. Um, oh, like, I've, I've got several others. Yeah, because uh, we talked about um, let's see, that one of uh, Japan. See, oh, um, uh, do we do we do a civil war? I know you mentioned Civil War. I hadn't put any real thought into... Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did the one with the plantation. That's right. The, that's the, right. The plantation where the, um, you know, first, somehow the, the, you know, eggs come there and one of the, uh, one of the, the slaves in the field, they end up getting exposed and, um, uh, and the, um, anyway, when it, when it, when the face hugger, like when the, uh, the, the chest burster comes out, and they see it, the, uh, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? the, uh, I guess you could just call them slave masters and the plantation owners, right? Because of their, you know, their weird, well, now they're weird, but their, their religion, which seems weird to them and how they do things, they take it as like, you know, like this, is some kind of weird, like voodoo type shit or whatever. And mm-hmm. then they, they because they don't know anything really about how Africans work or whatever. And they're like, oh, these people have like you know they really are like some other kind of like creature. They're not human, and they have like this thing that they can turn into or they evolve into. Right. And, right. and they're like, what the fuck? These people are, are like deadly, and they just start like basically killing all the slaves before they can all turn into right. these the these monsters that they that they have the ability supposedly to turn into. Um, not knowing that you no, know, it has nothing to do with that at all. And of course, you know, the whole ignorance of like, I don't know what's going on. I, I have, I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to take the time to try to figure it out because that's not how my mind works. I'm just going to go ahead and just destroy everything, which doesn't answer any questions at all. and doesn't really solve the problem. So the problem is still going to persist and move on to the next, you know, inhabited area. Right. And that sort of thing. But you have this whole thing. It was like, like. Here's a, because of my ignorance and I don't know what's going on. I don't even know anything about these people because I don't really give a shit about them. Like I immediately think that, Oh, it's something with these people because they're not really human. Um, and, or they have this ability to do something that I, you know, that we can't do, which is turn to these, these black skinned creatures, which of course they're going to look like, Oh, they're black and they've really dark skin. These things are black and really dark skin. You know, they have kind of be, you know, uh, in a uh, very stereotypical racist way, elongated heads. These things have elongated heads, you know. Like it's it's uh it's not much of a leap for me them to be like, oh, this translates into that. Especially when you see them already as being like beasts and creatures, not people. Right. So yeah, then you just kind of go from there, and then it's like, oh, um, yeah, you 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 like it doesn't matter how much you change the tune; it's still a bad song, Petey. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then, and then you finally have someone that comes in. It's like, holy shit, what the hell is going on here? And you, you got slaves trying to get away, but like, this is not of our doing. Like, here's a guy. He has something that was on his face and, and all that. Oh, and then this is how they kill him. All right. So this mm-hmm. is the, this is the best part of how they killed him. Did I tell you that? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It involved fire. It did involve fire. Okay. I think, I think you did, but t- t- you know, tell, tell the audience. I love this part right here because how do, how do like like plantation like like in in that time right? How do they stop an alien? You've got like you've got guns and stuff like that, but again, we know the guns like those kind of guns are not really gonna 
be very successful against them when like they're they're not extremely accurate at least that, right, that's right. not to the point that we have like you know accurate gun you know like guns and stuff now so how do you stop them when you don't really have the ability to stop them especially if there's several of them how do you stop them right mm-hmm. you lure the aliens together because they're going to go where people are because you know the aliens aren't killers they they collect the people and take them back to the queen for you know for um impregnation Right, right. So they're there. So you're gonna lure them into a spot. So you have this field, right? And uh, and it's gonna be like a cotton field, whatever. So you have this field, and you're going to surround the field, right, with a ring of tar. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna surround that field with a ring of tar, and then you're going to spread in the field molasses. Nice, nice. You lure the aliens in, and once they get within the kill zone, you set it on fire. Very nice. So the molasses is going to work basically like a napalm. It's going to stick to them, mm-hmm. and it's going to burn. And not going to be able to get it off, so it's going to continue to stick and burn to them. You're going to have this big ring of tar that's going to surround that area. So they're not going to be able to get out. The only way for them to get out is going to be to run through the tar, which is going to be like the molasses as well. Right, and right. And you just trap them in there, and they're just basically going to burn to death because they can't get out. They're going to be just covered in tar and molasses, and that's how you do it. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, see, I'm trying to save my absolute best ones for last. Um, I know one that I mentioned to you was uh, Roman. Okay, yep. The Romans. And, uh, you know, I, I think with us talking about, like, you know, the Spartans and stuff and, and the Vikings, it's always, like, an army of people. Mm-hmm. I want it to be, like, in a gladiator arena. Oh, Nice. Yeah, like somehow the Romans have managed to capture one of these things, and it's just, it, its whole purpose is to just like prey on Christians. Well, I mean, if you, if you, if you found, if you, if you found one and you approach it the right way, you know, a net, like a, like a, like a wire net or something like that, mm-hmm. you throw that over it and you drag it, you know, you throw it and you cinch it up, right? Like yep. they would, and you drag it, it can't get out of just that. Just drag yeah. it with a chariot, yeah. Yeah. All you gotta do is keep your distance. So yeah, so, something like that, and then you know, it, it's really only just like eating people who are condemned to death. But then the Caesar decides, you know what? I want to see this thing fight gladiators, hmm. and for a long time, it just decimates people. But then, of course, you're gonna get that one guy who's like really clever and really resourceful. Maybe he knows the guy who like originally captured it or something. He learns like the ways to. Like not die fighting one of these things, and then he kills it. And so I have, a, I'm curious. Do do xenomorphs? Um, do they heal? That is a good question. I don't think we've ever seen one way or another if they do. I'd imagine they'd have to. Because if if you cut one and it's bleeding all over the place, yeah, I would assume that would as well. But. Um, like, like, how much damage can they take and, you know, heal or whatever? I'm assuming it would be quite a bit. They're pretty resilient from just the first few movies. So, yeah, I was just thinking about your gladiator thing, like, how that works. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I just, I, I like the idea of, like, he kills it and Caesar is all pissed off. And so he still gives the thumbs down to 
to say, you know, I, I want this guy put to death because he just he killed his, his toy, basically. Mm-hmm. So the guy can, like, pick up one of its severed arms or something and just use the acid blood to burn through the lock and escape. Oh, nice. Something, something to that effect. That would be interesting. Oh. That would be kind of cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is so, like, kind of like like with the movie Gladiator, like, you did me wrong, and, you know, I want to get revenge, but I can't get close enough to you. So, the, uh... So the, the, the emperor is, will want to, like, once he's killed his prize, right? Um, because, you know, the emperor is going to say, here's my, my prize, like, creature or whatever that is indestructible. And in a sense, it's almost like an extension of himself and his rule. Mm-hmm. When someone does kill that thing, though, it's like, oh, well, now we can, you know, now we've seen a, a king god bleed, right? Right, right. So when he escapes, then it's like we've got to find him at all costs. We, you know, me people to start believing that that I'm, you know, immortal again and that I can't be hurt. So we've got to find him, and I've got to put him to death. I've got to stop this, and you know, and squash all this. Right, right. So the guy knows that. Um, so he knows that the king is going to want to kill him himself, and that's going to put him close enough where he can kill the or kill the emperor. That can kill the emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, but. When he gets there, he's going to be chained up and shackled. There's no way he's going to be able to do anything to to actually be able to 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 kill the emperor, right? Right, right. But, but that's going to be his only chance. He has to be right there, up close and personal. But he's not going to be in any kind of position to where he can do that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so they they capture him. They bring him there and to the um. Uh, to the emperor and he's there and he's on his knees. And of course, you know, he's like, you know, chained up or, you know, behind his back and, and he's, you know, whatever. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And they're having that whole banter back and forth. And of course the emperor is about to kill him. And then he just like, like his kind of head goes back and he's just like sort of doing that. And his chest starts to like to convulse. Right. Right. And then when his head goes back and his hair kind of moves out of his face, um, and the king's like looking at him, they're like kind of what's going on with him. And he looks and he sees these like marks along like the side of his face on mm-hmm. both sides. And it's like, like kind of like, like, what is that? And then he realized it's the, it's the, the marks, the leftover marks from the, from the face hugger. Yeah. Where it wrapped around his thing. So the guy's like, there's only one chance I have, right? So he goes and he finds a face hugger. Uh-huh. He gets impregnated. Then he lets himself get caught, knowing the incubation period. Huh. And he gets brought before the emperor, but he, but he waits to like this time period, knowing how it's going. And so the whole banter is him stalling, right? To right, that time, right. To right where he's going to be there in front of the emperor, and then the face pops out of his chest. It's not going to kill the emperor, right? Right, but right. But it's now going to be there, loose. Nice. In the castle, right there with him. And it's like, like so he dies, but like the, the, like the the emperor's death is imminent. Like there's nothing they can do to stop this thing. Very nice. Because he never controlled the other one. It was just chained up. Right. It didn't right. listen to him. It wasn't his pet. And so now there's another one there, and like and it's loose, and there's no way in hell you're gonna capture it. Right. You're right. all fucking dead. That's so cool. <clears throat> that is cool. Um, did we talk about Aztecs? No, we haven't. 
Uh, well, I mean, like, off mic before. No, no, no. Because I was thinking Aztecs would be pretty interesting to, to have to face off with some Xenomorphs. Now, have you, um, have you seen, um, Alien vs. Predator? Mm, no. The movie? No. Okay. So, in Alien vs. Predator, the movie, the first one, the, um, when they find, uh, when they go looking for the aliens and all this stuff, they find, um, but basically, this is big temple, and it's almost like a, like an Aztec temple that's kind of underground, hmm. and in it, they see where the Aztecs were worshipping this thing, but basically the Aztecs were worshipping the Predators, because mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. they, they came from the sky and they were gods. In this thing- I heard about that. Was an, it was an alien queen. And this is like, this is, um, it's in like the Antarctic or something, right? And it's kind of frozen, uh, but they would like crank this thing up that would then, uh, open a part of it to where there was, uh, like a fire or something that would then warm it up and basically kind of like thaw the queen. <laughs> the queen would then lay these eggs. The eggs would come out into this area and then the Aztecs, uh, who would sacrifice themselves would go and they lay down on this, uh, on these these uh, sacrificial like uh, like uh, altars hmm. that were like like, were like in a circle, almost like a sundial. Yeah. yeah, and then the eggs would like be at like their at their heads or their feet or whatever. So then the eggs hatch, the facehuggers would then go and get on them, and then they would bust out. And then the predators then would hunt the aliens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the predators are being worshipped like gods. They would then do this whole ritual thing once, however many you know months or years or whatever. Okay. Then they would seal back off. The queen would then go back into hibernation. Yeah, they would yeah. then hunt the six or so aliens that came out. And then, like you know, yay! They, they you know, whatever we've we've appeased the gods. And then they would go off and do their shit again <laughs> and then come back. So you mentioned Aztecs and like that was, I kind of thought that whole part of it was cool. They strayed a lot from the comic book, which I didn't really care for. Yeah. But yeah. that part was kind of cool. Um, uh, so like you mentioned the Aztec thing is like that kind of connects. Um, but if you took the Predator part out of it. Yeah. And yeah. then just did that. I mean, that could, sorry, I'm just saying like that, that, that's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Already, like, like kind of establishing it's, the lore. Yeah, it's kind of been done. Um, but, you I mean, but with the aliens, you take, I mean, with the Predators, you take the Predators out, it's a completely different story. Yeah, yeah. Because then it leaves it on the people to contain the situation. Right. And they don't necessarily have to, like, be doing it as a sacrificial thing. It's just like, well, you know, here it is. We were Aztecs and we got this whole thing. Right, right. Now, what would be interesting about that is that if it's an Aztec temple, like, they know the temple, so they they can use that to their advantage to try to get away and to fight the 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 uh, the xenomorph, you know, right, right, within those those confines. Yeah, that that would be really cool. Like if they're like springing traps in the temple and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. I would like that. There was a scene in um in in uh, Alien vs Predator. Where the predator shoots out that that net, uh, that constricting net that you saw them use in Predator Two, mm-hmm. and it hits the one alien, and the, when it tightens up, it kind of cuts into its its head, mm-hmm. and of course starts to bleed, and so it leaves this like grid pattern in that uh, in that alien's head. Mm. It's kind of cool. Like not everything about that movie was shit. Um, it had some really cool moments in it. It has some moments that were mm, not quite as is is awesome, right? Right. But um, but yeah, it was uh, it was kind of interesting. I like it. 
Look at the cast in this movie, man. Oh, wow. Uh, I like Dennis Hopper. I like Jodie Foster. Dean Stockwell, man. Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. John wow. Turturro. For, for, I mean, I'm like, wow, that's Charlie Sheen, Joe Pesci, Catherine Keener. I mean, uh, that's just, I mean, this movie looks like garbage, but it's got an amazing cast in it, man. I love Joe Pesci. Wow. That's interesting. Yep, yep. Oh, we're about an hour in. Bob Dylan's in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're about an hour in. I've got a couple more I want to toss out here. Tony Basil. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mickey. Grandel Bush. <laughs> uh, Unless you want to do like a two-parter, because I could really expand on... Uh, well, I was going to say, I don't think I have anything... I, I could probably come up with something else, but I really don't have anything oh, else to... Okay. Oh man, I got it, I got it. What if Sodom and Gomorrah were just because aliens were like loose running around and shit? <laughs> and nothing to do with like hedonistic love and everything. It's like somebody fucked around, like an alien got here, like they I gotta burn the whole damn town to the ground. I mean why why don't you lean into the, the hedonism stuff and like for them getting mauled by an alien's like a sex thing? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like what what if it just becomes like a known thing that it's like Oh, you know, once that face hugger pops off, you've got, like, a few minutes before it bursts out of your chest. If you can bust a nut right as it explodes out of your chest, best orgasm you'll ever experience. Greatest possible way to die. Oh, so it'd be kind of like a, like a auto-erotic asphyxiation. Yeah, like, oh, except like, you can only do it once. Can, if you can just come. Oh, like, like Daffy's, like, like great trick, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm glad you got that reference. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, you could totally just, like, lean into it and make it an even more perverted thing. It's like, you got the guys who were, like, fairly convinced that they can, uh, you know, like, get a face hugger on their dick instead of their face, that kind of thing. And that one, uh, that, that's, that's beyond, uh, where I'd like to go. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you, you brought it up. It's fine. I'm pretty sure I didn't. <laughs> you brought like, up Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, but not that part of it. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't like talk, for. I wouldn't talk about putting like face huggers on the I mean on your dick and shit like that, man. <laughs> you went straight rule thirty four. <laughs> like I mean I'm I'm just saying, like you when you when you're a city who like has actually had a sex act named after you. <laughs> They call it sodomy for a reason. Oh, I was thinking about the Gomorrah part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you never heard of a, of a Gomorrah thank you? No, I haven't. <laughs> Please, tell me more, tell me more. That's when you put a face hugger on your dick. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Gomorrah thank you. <laughs> and, then, and then right before it bursts out of your chest, you bust a nut. It's the best, <laughs> best orgasm you'll ever have. You can only do it once. Surprise, bitches! <laughs> that is a Gomorrah thank you. <laughs> Which I think reiterates my point that that's exactly how that story should go. <laughs> now, normally, sock him in the jaw and your pop goes the weasel. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm still not. Uh, I'm still not leaning into that. Yeah, that's all. You, you can have your Gamora thank yous. How? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, um, let's see. I was I was thinking about something with the Crusaders. Just because, I mean, that that would be pretty interesting. They'd be convinced that it was a demon working to stop them from their goal. Mm. 
So right. don't don't have anything more complicated than that. That 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 that's it. The, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I haven't put a ton of thought into everything I did. <laughs> I just think that it would be pretty cool that like you got like all these all these knights and stuff having to fight this thing, and they're they're just convinced that it's the work of Satan. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking of musketeers, but I have no idea what you could do with that. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea what you like. How would you do that with the musketeers? Like, where does that? Where does that even go? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, the musketeers were about the same time as the crusades, though, weren't they? Mm, I, mean, I think there was a no, few no, no. years. I think yeah, I think the crusades were long before. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing I've never understood. Like, hmm? The crusades were like 14th century. I was saying one thing I've never understood, and I've never looked into it at all. Was like. The Children's Crusades, they had a lot of different crusades, but the Children's Crusade, did you actually really just get a bunch of kids and send them out there with, like, swords and shit, be like, go fight evil in the name of God? I mean, yeah, that's basically exactly what they did. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like, we're just going to keep keep on, like, throwing untrained children at them until they're up to their eyeballs and corpses. That'll teach them. <laughs> They'll feel really bad about worshipping pagan gods then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, what it's like to be roasting the belly of a giant sloth that day, I'll tell you. <laughs> so I'm going to toss out my last two, which I'm actually very proud of. Okay. I, th- I think there's a lot of potential for stories. Uh, a Witchfinder General during the Salem Witch Trials fighting a Xenomorph. Hmm, how does that work? A woman is accused of witchcraft because there's a demon clinging to her face. Oh, okay. And, you know, the town doctor checks it out, and, like, she's clearly still breathing. Her vitals are still good. And then when it detaches from her, holy shit, she comes back to life. That's the work of a witch. Mm-hmm. So you've got this guy with uh, with a Solomon Cain, like, pilgrim hat, who's, like, this big, like, burly, brooding guy who is the Witchfinder General, which is, like, the most badass title in all of history. That is nice. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with the Salem Witch Trials. I'm saying being called the Witchfinder General is just fucking badass. So this guy's whole goal was, like, I'm going to prove this woman is full of demons. <laughs> As you do. Is he going to cut her open? Oh, that's a good idea. I was just going to have him... <laughs> I was just going to have him, you know, doing all the shit that they did during the witch trial. Uh, ha- have her being pressed, have her tied to a stake, and, and, like, they're about to set her on fire. And that could even be the thing. As they're about to set her on fire, it's like, this is your last chance to admit that you have a demon in you. And then it bursts out of her chest. Oh, man. Which, to everyone present, is going to see that as the demon is fleeing her body. And now it's among us. That is kind of cool. Everybody in the village is going to be like, oh shit, and the Witchfinder General is going to be like, I knew it! I knew it! I I did (laughs) This, this, you can question my methods, you can't argue with my results, this worked. But then he, like, in all seriousness, he takes it as, like, this this is something I'm responsible for. I'm responsible for removing this demon from our people. And so it's just like a a one-man wrecking crew of trying to deal with stopping this thing. As it grows and develops. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I was I was quite excited about that one. So, I was thinking, um, if you have, like, a, 
like you have the uh, face hugger and the people know that there's like a face hugger uh, or like the, the whole like this thing pops out of the chest and goes after them. So uh, if someone's been taken over um, or like, cause I mean, they would, the, the, they die when the face hugger pops out. Mm-hmm. What if you put them in like a, um, like a, like a metal body cast? Okay. So it can't break out. Now it might be able to crawl out through like the mouth. I'm like, but if you put them in a solid, in like a, like a metal body cast where like this thing can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so let's say that, um, um, people find like something like, oh, like, um, it can be somewhat modern day. Like you can take it back to like, um, maybe like, like the 1920s, 1930s. You when beat me to it. That was my last one. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> mobsters. Oh, okay. Now I was going somewhere different. So yeah, tell, oh, okay. me, tell me a mobster one. I wanted to do prohibition era mobsters. Okay. Uh, so like you, you've got like all the, the Tommy guns, the pinstripe suits and all that shit. But like the whole thing is, you know, this is during, this is during the prohibition. People's bread and butter, uh, especially the mobs, bread and butter is smuggling shit. Mm-hmm. You're, you're moving and running product that people cannot otherwise get. And so in the course of all that, it just so happens that they stumble across an egg. Mm. And then it could even be that, like, a wealthy client winds up becoming the host for this thing. But, like, because it's the mob, their whole thing is, we're not we're not going to shit where we eat. We're not going to let anything interfere with our income. Because while we're criminals, at the end of the day, we're businessmen. Right. And so it becomes their their driving agenda to just bring this thing down. Okay. And I just I just like the idea of a bunch of dudes in pinstripe suits just unloading Tommy guns into a xenomorph. That does sound kind of awesome. So light them up, boys. I was thinking of uh, like going back to 1920s, 1930s when you had these archaeologists that were over in like Egypt and stuff like that, like Ooh. raiding pyramids. Yeah, and they find this one pyramid, and they're like they don't know who the the pharaoh was, and it's different than like the others because there's more than one like pharaoh buried in this tomb. There's multiple sarcophagi mm-hmm. in the tomb, and of course they open one up, and inside is, I guess what I, I guess it would be technically be a xenomorph, like like a, like a fully grown one. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course you know, they open one up and it. It pops out. I mean, because we—I don't know how long they'd live. They don't seem to, they don't eat anything, right? So right, they right. tend to just be in there forever. But I mean, uh, they can survive the vacuum of space. Yeah. So, so what happens is the you know way back when for whatever reason, um, like the uh, this part of like you know Egypt or whatever, uh, or you can even take it to the Aztec kind of thing too, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But they were visited by aliens or like the eggs or something and they were impregnated they fought against the against the uh the xenomorphs and they they somehow won but at a cost but in the process of they realized that you know people that had been impregnated like what do we do with them like we can't 
kill by killing them doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to kill the the um that you're going to kill the um the 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 xenomorph or the the, the face the uh, uh chestburster right 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 so like so what do we do or what do we do after a person like we've got these people here that have already been uh the the uh, face over has fallen off like like what do we do that thing's still in there it's just growing and getting stronger so and we can't let it hatch what do we do what do we do what do we do right right so they imprison them alive in these sarcophagi sarcophagi hmm. because even though this thing's gonna bust out it can't get out of that thing and then we bury it in this tomb right right so that's what. So the always people were buried alive, and when these people find them and everything, they're like, "Oh, well, let's see what kind of je- what kind of jewels these people were buried with." And they have no idea, like, 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 why was there more than one person buried in here? Like, who was the pharaoh? Who was this? What is this? It's not normal for regular people to be buried in such an elaborate fashion, right? Right. But you don't realize it's basically in a a it's it's a big, huge protective vault, and they open up the first one, and there inside is. <laughs> a full xenomorph, you know, and then bam, it pops out. And of course, in the other ones there too, but since you only opened up one and you get attacked, you don't really know what the, what the hell's going on. Right. Right. And then maybe the other ones then get like shipped, they, they get shipped to like a museum in like New York or something like that. Or, and then you just have this whole, like whole thing. It's, uh, it's, I mean, I think that'd be kind of cool. Like that's what you get for a fucking grave robin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is super interesting. I think I told you um, about um, um, uh, what is it? It's a um, what's it called? It's called Zombie Tales. Uh, no, uh, hmm. Zombie World. Zombie World is what it was called. Um, Zombie World. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I gotta look it up here. It was really, really cool. Um, and I think Mike Mignola had something to do with the, um, had something to do with the, um, with the kind of formation of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a DC comic, um, and that DC, uh, it was a Dark Horse. Um, and it was super, super cool. Um, there we go. And I'll tell you why, why it was really, really cool. Um, it's, uh, come on, pull up here. Let me go to TV tropes. I had something there about it. Yeah, TV tropes is always interesting. All right, so Zombie was a 1987 Dark Horse comic uh, limited series written by Mike Mignola and drawn by Pat McEwen. Um, after the three-issue limited series, a short-running series taking place in the same universe, but without the involvement of either creator, fizzled out after 12 issues. And when the mummified remains of the evil hyper- Hyperborean sorcerer Azul Gotha, the champion of worms, are displayed in a museum without permission from the mummy's discoverer. His daughter and a group of veteran paranormal investigators find themselves waging war against reanimated corpses, Lovecraftian abominations, and powerful lich. Um, the, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, the one person, um, Major, is assisted by 
true companions, Roman, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <clears throat> now, I wonder if they, they have a, uh, see, Zombie World contains examples of, and it gives a bunch of other, like, things here, but that wasn't, Huh? Oh, I clicked on, uh, I clicked <laughs> on the, like, the Rebecca Dean and it took me to what a Perthy goth is. Like, why, uh, <laughs> uh like, like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for a, a person and you're, I mean, like, and you're taking me to like a, an example of, of, uh, like what this thing is. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me go to, uh, let me look up Mike Mignola then and, um, his, uh, um, uh, uh, his, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not filmography. What's What do you call it? Cinematography? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> like his, his full, like, body of work. Oh, um, this is full body of work. Yeah, there's another name for it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, bibliography. Here we go. Um, come on, where are you? Uh, control F to find. No, I'm looking for in particular um and it's not it's not zombie world i mean zombie world is the thing but um shit it was before it was before zombie world and i can't remember what it is hmm. um so you just have here they have like this comic thing here and then it goes into um into the zombie world, but there was, um, uh, there was a, there was a series before zombie world mm-hmm. and it was a, uh, God, was it three issues, four issues? I don't, and I don't remember zombie world being the original one because it had a, it was something different. Um, Shit on me. Uh, let me go to Champion of Worms, but it's not it. <sighs> hmm. Damn it. I guess I'll, I'll have to look it up and, and bring it back and, um, like later on. Sure, um, sure, we can do that. Yeah, because, um, because there, there was more to it than, than, than that. And I just gotta, um, like find it so I can talk to you about it because it was, it was really kind of interesting. I, and I remember being like super, uh, like, uh, impressed by how it was done. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it then. Yeah. Uh, probably the next podcast, but. Anyway, um, 
anyway, um, what else you got? Uh, that is it for specific time periods uh, that I have written down. Okay. Yeah, I don't... Um, uh, yeah. I mean, this just dawned on me, but I think it'd be pretty cool to see, uh, like, Woodstock. An alien outbreak at Woodstock. I mean, it would just be a slaughter. They don't have any way of defending themselves. <laughs> Dirty hippies. But yeah. No, <laughs> no, but yeah. It's like they're, they're hippies, they're baby boomers. Mm-hmm. They deserve it. Wow, man. Is there <laughs> something really coming after me? Is it just like the acid I took? And then, <laughs> whoop, there, there he goes. He's all dead now. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I think that's probably about it. I mean, if we were to do, like, modern day stuff here on Earth, then I think it'd be pretty cool to have it up against, like, street gangs. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, just because everybody would expect it to the army. Or the military. Yeah, like so, uh, kind of like almost like an invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because huh. a whole new image to pop people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. Don't hmm. know how they would uh, how they would wind up killing it, but interesting. Now, I remember when I read The Cross and the Switchblade, they would talk about how... The Cross and the Switchblade. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I know. We talked about that once before. I'm just like, I'm like wow, The Cross and the Switchblade. <laughs> um, I mean, there, there's a lot not to like about it, but there was some interesting stuff about street life from that time. But they would talk about how, like, the, the younger kids and the smaller street gangs and stuff mm-hmm. who couldn't actually get involved in fights, they would just hang out on the rooftops... And they would try to drop bags of concrete onto police officers. Wow. Yeah. And they never succeeded, but, like, that, that, that was just a thing. You'd be a cop walking your beat, and you'd just see this 50-pound bag of concrete just right in front of you. Because <laughs> they, they wouldn't be able to get the timing right of, like, when to drop the bag. Right, you know? right. That's kind of, I mean, it's not funny, but that's kind of funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, I think we're good here, right? Uh I mean, I guess so. I mean, I don't have really have anything more to add. I mean, I could come up with some other stuff, but I'd rather really kind of think about it first before, like, before just jumping in. But like, hey, let's uh, here's another idea. Of, like, I'd rather kind of think about. It. I'm like, yeah, this would really be good. Um, so, but yeah, um. I don't have anything else to add right now. Those are kind of my ideas for stories. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think that's about it. Um, oh wait, and we we did we did we talk about pirates? Uh, we did not talk about pirates. Okay. So uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool to do pirates. I mean, it would it would be very similar to the uh, Viking to the Viking thing because it would most likely have to take place on a ship. But uh, you've also got, like, different people with different skill sets. 
And uh, I think you could kind of switch it up, too, by, like, having them, like, land the ship on the island they're trying to get to. And so then it spreads out, so, like, they, they manage to land their the, the ship or, or get to shore while this thing is actively stalking them, but then once they get there, they get off the boat, and then it becomes a hunt across the island. Hmm. So, so in this one, they're not really trying, they're not trying to kill the alien, so what, just get away from it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, the only thing you got is swords and musket, I mean, like, a flint, uh, uh, what do you call them? Flintlocks? Flint, flintlock weapons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... So, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be way cooler if their only concern was just getting the hell away from this thing. And then at the end, they realize we're not going to be able to get away from this thing, but they have a cannon on the ship. Oh. So now they all run back to the ship, and as it's coming up to them, they just blast it. Nice. So, I, I would not mind seeing that. That would be that. That really would be kind of cool. Uh, that'd be awesome. I mean, I, we've seen the uh, like the aliens get shot by a bunch of different things, but I've never seen or even thought about an alien getting hit like full on with a with a cannon. Right, right. Now, of course, that means they would just spray acid freaking everywhere. <laughs> but that would still be cool as hell. That would be super cool. <laughs> super, super cool. You know what would be kind of awesome is I'm looking up this uh, this uh, Mike Mignola stuff. Yeah, would be like Hellboy versus Aliens. Oh yeah, that would be kind of awesome. I'd be totally down for that. Uh, the thing is though, you'd have to um, you'd have to take uh, uh, what's her name out like uh, Liz out real early because of her her firepower. Yeah, yeah. Like, so she'd have to be kind of like out of the out of the 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 story early. To have her come back, you know, at the end, but mm-hmm. yeah, that way mm-hmm. she can't help. And of course, Abe would be no help at all. So you yep. maybe have yep. like, like Hellboy and maybe like Lobster Johnson or someone like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yep. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I could see Liz cutting it like the last minute. Mm-hmm. Like they're in the fifth hour is like some Dave's ex machina. Yep. So yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I would love to see, um, Hellboy. Versus, uh, Hellboy versus Aliens. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Would not mind seeing that. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. All right. I was going to say, that's it for me, man. Yeah, we're we're an hour and a half in. So, uh, my name is Turk182. And I am a Comey. And, uh, this has been our take on uh, Xenomorphs. Uh, throughout history. Take on Zine. Take on Zine. Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs. I'm not going to try to hit the high note tonight. (laughs) 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 Normally, I'm pretty good at it. Uh, We we have been talking for a lot of hours this weekend, so my throat's a little rough. Uh, But yeah, yeah, no, um... we, we've done a lot of stuff with, like, movies and monsters and stuff. Check out other podcasts. Yeah, we have. So, so yeah, just just uh, listen to the rest of our podcast. You'll like it. you like this episode. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of awesome. Check it out. And, um, zang, yo. Bye, everybody.
All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.